0: Happy holidays, ladies and gentlemen. Happy holidays. It's a grand grand time. It's just me here today, actually. But no need to, you know, be McLean's not here. It's not the end of the world, guys. We can still have a, a joyous Juneteenth together. You and I, I and you, me and you, us together, celebrating Juneteenth. Here, he's just here. Have a drink. Here you go. Uh, this, is, this is a good... I I uh, homebrewed this myself, by the way. So, you know... Mm, some Good stuff right there. Mm. Man, but Juneteenth. I, just great that we can all come together and uh, have a celebration. McLean, of course, he was... Alright, I'll just say it. He was kind of a little bit of a racist. That's why he's not here. You can't have Juneteenth parties with a racist monster just hanging around you. <laughs> the, the way McLean does. And I thought... What better thing to do on this most glorious of holidays, uh, this most esteemed tradition? We all, we all get together on Juneteenth and we just sort of, you know, we just party, man. We, the the whole family gets together. Every year, this is long standing in our house, every year the whole family gets together. We sit around the the Juneteenth table and... (laughs) You made this up five minutes ago! Come on, people! Anyway, Today's a good day to run down some uh, cozy mystery plot synopsises. Synopsis. Now, as you all know, Westeros is like a, it's a, sort of a Ferris wheel. You know, everything comes back around at some point. We're back on the subject of cozy mysteries now. It had fascinated me so last fall, and it's come back around into my uh, top area of interest. It's a interesting thing. So. Here's the thing about the the, the cozy mysteries—you got your your regular ones, right, where the bake shop owner and her talking cat go around, and 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 murders just happen, you know, all over the all every day. This lady wakes up; she just wants to bake her blueberry muffins, and she does. But around about like nine at night, she finds a corpse, and then you has to spend a couple of hours to solve that murder and then the next morning is you know, wake up, you're back at it again ready to st- start your day it's just so routine at that point you know, but you know it's, it's that's, that's that's your normal kind of cozy mystery, that's kind of what you expect going into this, you know, maybe you get a, a recipe in the back of the book hey, cause yeah, you know, whatever I read about, uh, gory, bloody, grisly, uh, stabbings I really want a fudge brownie. That's what I'm in the mood for, baby. But what if I told you, and I'm about to tell you, that there, there are subgenres to the genre of cozy mystery, all right? And I think the one that has fascinated me the most is the, the paranormal subgenre, in which the detective in this cozy mystery is a witch. It's always witches. I, I have yet to see, like, a werewolf detective. I'm sure they're out there. I'm sure they're out there, but it's it's witches, as far as the eye can see on on, uh, Amazon books, self-publishing books. But I'm getting ahead of myself on that. I'll get to the witches in a minute. Um, There is one thing I've noticed about these cozy mysteries, is that... uh, It's like... Once you read that, I go to the plots and I, well, I started down this rabbit hole because I picked one up in the store the other day. I saw it sitting there. It's, it was called, uh, I have a picture of it here, Dying for Devil's Food. You know, that covers all these cheerful colors and it's a, it's a cupcake bakery mystery. This is for adults, a book for adult humans. And the plot on the back cover reads, It's going to take every recipe the Fairy Tale Cupcake crew has to whip up a quick defense when their high school reunion goes from cakewalk to crime scene. Melanie Cooper has no interest in catering her 15-year high school reunion, but Angie insists it's only right that they bask in the success of fairy tale cupcakes, and Mel's engagement to the delicious Joe Delora is the cherry on top. Everything's going better than expected until until Mel's high school nemesis picks a fight, no longer willing to put up with Cassidy Haven's bullying, uh, Mel is ready to tell the former homecoming queen to shut her pie hole and call in the night. That's the entire plot synopsis. Oh wait, no, uh, sorry, in the last sentence, there is a murder. Yes, uh, somebody got murdered in this book, too. There's, there, there's this great story about the the success of the Fairytale Cupcake Catering Company and their catering high school reunion, and it's all about this woman's life and her engagement, also, there's a murder happening somewhere. <laughs> it always, it's just, it's fun, it's imminently hilarious to me that the mur- the murder part, you know, like the focal point of a mystery book, is just so tossed off and such an afterthought in these, because that's not the point of these books. The murder is just there so that, you know, you have a story to wrap all your coziness around, you know? So I just thought it'd be funny to, like, go down a list of, uh, I, I, I pulled up a bunch of these, and I just went down, just redacted the last sentence that talks about the murder and it just becomes the most like boring like you're just documenting the the most boring people in existence uh example charles bentley received two surprises first of all his wife joanna who was also the chief of police in opalsville where they live wants to have a large Thanksgiving celebration in their new home. She asks Charles to do the inviting. Under some pressure, he agrees, wondering all the while where he will round up enough people for such a gathering. The second surprise comes when his old friend Sidney Collins comes to see him. Charles and Sidney were undergraduates together at Yale and went on together for graduate school in English literature at Harvard. Went on together for... Some of these cozy mysteries aren't written by the most... literate uh Authors, you know, it's self-publishing. You don't got time to pay, like, you know, a copy reader, you know, a proofreader. Yeah, it doesn't matter. uh Let's see here. Sydney's uh, a well-known public intellectual. Been asked us here to give this le- le- literature lectures. Blah 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 blah. Oh, and then there's a murder in there somewhere. That's that's kind of down the page. You've been, you gotta read through a few paragraphs of how this old guy's life is going, and then there's a there's a, there's a murder in there. Now, now, if that doesn't, you know, thrill you, you know, you don't want to immediately, you know, put on your Sherlock Holmes hat, get your pipe out, and start looking for clues. Uh, artist Amanda Trent, accompanied by her beloved golden retriever, Laddie, and her persnickety-calico cat, Mona Lisa, is determined to start a new life after her husband divorces her to marry a younger woman, but it isn't easy. After an interview, blah blah blah, she's got a new career, prospects are improving, blah blah blah, there's a mystery in there somewhere. One another, another thing I noticed. A lot of these books are written by single 40-something, 50-something-year-old women, and the protagonists also happen to be recently divorced, uh, women trying to, uh, put their life back together. It's, it's funny. I, I'm sure there's no, there's no, it's just a coincidence. I, I don't know why that would be the case. Uh, oh, oh here's one. <laughs> Uh, the 4th of July is coming, and for professional food lover Samantha Barnes, it's all about the picnic. Okay, and the fireworks, and the parade, but mostly the picnic. What could be better than a DIY clan bake, followed by the best blueberry buckle in the world. Buckle. Blueberry buckle. Is that like an apple crisp, but buckle? I'm not a native New Englander, I apologize. I wish I was, don't get me wrong, but not familiar with this buckle you speak of, Uh, Sam has finally found the perfect recipe. Blah, 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 blah. There's a murder somewhere in there. In between researching the Cape's best lobster rolls and planning her clam bake, she has to solve a mystery. Uh... Oh gosh, I think I think the pet ones, the ones that star like the cat as the detective, those are just the most banal thing in the world once you remove that middle sentence about the murder. There's something special about Max. He may look like your regular ginger flabby tabby, but unlike most tabbies, he can communicate with this human reporter for the Hampton Cove, his human, reporter for the Hampton Cove Gazette Odelia Poole. Max takes a keen interest in the goings-on in their small town by snooping around with his... I don't know, I feel like you're a human reporter, might have just got the, case, the 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 the, uh, the write-up, the, the article of a lifetime, she's set for life when, when she reveals to the world she has a talking cat! I just, you know, something tells me that that might, you know, make your career as a journalist, finding it tough, but yeah, it's just me! You know, there's there's murders to solve. Uh, There's a lot of goings on in the small town. You know, Uh, he's got best friends, Dooley, a not too bright ragamuffin, Harriet, a gorgeous white Persian. They have regular visits to the police station, the barbershop, and the doctor's office that provide them with precious and exclusive scoops that have made Odelia the number one reporter in town. And to make matters worse, he's got a cat of his own in Brutus, a buff black bully who, like his owner, likes to lay down the law. So Brutus isn't just restricting access to the station, he's also putting the moves on Harriet. And there's a murder in there somewhere, I think. But I come primarily for the cat hijinks. You know. Um. The, oh. The Daily Buzz. 32 books! I gotta know. I, this, this must just be these, these people's hobby. Like, this is just what they do. You know, some people go on Facebook all day. Some people do jigsaw puzzles. These guys just pop open up the laptop and start hammering away. Just no, just complete free form. They just, I like to relax and just let my fingers do the walking. And then, well, by the end of the night, there's book thirty-eight in the uh, Ginger Tabby Cat Mystery Series. Uh, you can get Oh, 32 book. Oh no, this is a, a bundle. You can get all thirty-two books in the Daily Buzz Series, all thirty-two books in the Cozy Murder Mega Something Something Meredith Pot Series, and all thirty-something books in, in whatever this one is. That's that's like almost. That is almost 100, 100 cozy murder mystery novels. Now you you might think that this would set you back a pretty penny, pretty penny. You know, yeah. Hey, this this is quality writing. You know, you're getting almost 100 books, at two dollars ninety seven cents for the for the uh, the bundle pack of almost 100. Where else? You tell me. Where else you're gonna find a deal like that, buddy? uh oh it's only uh it's only number 236 in the christian cozy mystery that's that is a top that that's a tough top 200 (laughs) i can't talk that is a tough top 200 to crack the the christian cozy mystery genre oh here's another one that's uh (laughs) you can picture the author when they're writing up the description of this book. She used to solve murders on TV, now she needs to solve one for real. Mary Blake had it all! Actress, icon, she was the queen of TV crime drama. Then she turned 50. When replaced on the show by a younger woman, she thinks her days in the limelight are over when blah blah blah, there's a murder. Um... So... I-I'm I'm trying to explain to you right now. I've discovered a lot of It just seems to be a very common thing for these 50 something women to write about oh what a shocker It's just themselves it's uh what do they call mary sue it's just mary sue uh, but but i think my favorite thing is when it's, it's also that but they also have these authors these these old ladies they they, they want to feel like they still out they, they, <laughs> they're alive, just still like uh i don't know they just daydreaming about having cuz cuz really what they're they're divorced they're single they got no kids they're uh Depressed, so they they just daydream about like, what if like I had magic powers or something? Like then I'd be a cool, forty-eight-year-old woman living with a cat, you know. Uh, and so th- th- there's the whole subgenre of the, uh, the, the 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 detectives that are like fifty-something witches. Uh, Kinsley Schemebauer never thought she'd go home. At 17, she left Coventry and didn't look back. But after a messy divorce, she packed up her stuff and drove toward the only place that would accept her. Life hadn't been easy for Kinsley since she left town. Despite wanting a family desperately, she was childish. She had a college degree but had just been fired again. She spent her entire adult life rebelling against what she was and that meant hiding her true self from the world. Kinsley left Coventry on a mission to be ordinary, but you know what they say. Blah blah blah. She finds a murder and has to solve it. The real mystery here is why my husband left me, and I'm sure I'm gonna solve that. right right after I finish book 37 in the Coventry Witches cozy mystery series, what's <clears throat> uh, someone who only embraces? This is a. <laughs> different book. Of what's someone who only embraces their inner witch at 40? Easy. A late bloomer. When Ruby returns to the small coastal town she left 20 years ago, she's overwhelmed with melancholy. It's where her fiancé dumped her at the altar. That's why all Ruby wants to do all in town is settle up and leave. Fortunately though, she's not alone. Her cat Rumpus is here to back Ruby up to the hill. If only he could avoid making snarky comments and one-liners while they do it. Handsome police chief john miller is there to lend his capable hands though like everyone oh that's that's another theme in these uh, uh cozy mysteries written by spinsters uh there's always this like ha- this like uh you know like uh harrison ford like square jaw man's man in town who's like ex army or like the police chief who who suddenly you know he's got the hots for the uh the 50 something spinster <laughs> so it's so transparent Ah. Uh. Anyway, join Ruby Rivers as she unravels the mysteries of growing older, finding love, and solving the crime uh, here's another <laughs> here's another one. Constance Campbell, but has made a few questionable decisions in the war- run-up to her 40th birthday. So in a way, moving 2,000 miles away made perfect sense. Creole Creek, Virginia is the last place either of her ex-husbands would think to look for her. What better place to hide from her humiliations than a town too small to warrant a mention on a map. Laid off and recently divorced from husband number two, this former workaholic moves in with her estranged, and very strange grandmother, who in far constant she comes from a long line of powerful witches up until the line about witches it's an autobiography let's be honest here come on it's these are all the same it's uh uh eunice McAllister just got divorced so she returns to her hometown of uh, uh crackleberry hills where she discovers she had magic powers this whole time and uh t- <laughs> steve Squarejaw, the local police captain goes hey you're looking pretty hot there uh eunice McAllister." <laughs> Anyway, I'm going to write 20 books about this character. <laughs> There's such a ritual of information to draw from. It's just my <clears throat> diary with a few corpses. Oh, divorce. <laughs> this is another one. Divorce comes as a relief when you discover your husband is a walking cliche and is having an affair with a woman half your age. So when life gives you lemons, give yourself a magical makeover. One day I'm married, living in the triangle. Living in the the Triangle? What? And working as a head nurse at one of the country's best hospitals. The next, I've shed 175 pounds. Oh, wow. Hey, congratulations. You know, it's not easy yet. You know, when you get older, you you, know, you kind of find excuses to eat the cookies all day. It's not easy to lose... Oh, sorry, sorry. I misread that. I shed 175 pounds of idiot. Ha She <laughs> divorced that loser. And find myself encountering ghosts... Dragons and pixies, while taking care of a sick patient. Losing my sanity didn't seem like the worst thing to happen since I moved back home with my mom and nana. (laughs) Moving back home to the hometown (laughs) as. I have to make the best of this mess for the sake of my children, and I refuse to give my ex the satisfaction of knowing he literally drove me crazy. I didn't mind rolling with the bunches. I just never imagined those hits would come in the form of magic. Witches, shifters, and fae don't exist, right? Fae? So, like the plural of fairies? I uh, I feel like this is the kind of book that uh, McLean uh, once recounted to us—the tale of his receiving mistakenly in the mail a uh, a book that was like affirmations for middle-aged women by the the the, the most beautiful vegan <laughs> over fifty. This is kind, This is the kind of thing that person would read. Uh, This new world I've discovered is dangerous. The tainted want to kill me, innocent paranormals want my help, and the son of Hades needs me to find demons. Give me an ibuprofen and watch out. I'm not about to stand by unless someone else ruin my life. I'm a middle-aged woman on a brand new mission, and nothing's gonna stop me. (laughs) Oh, there's no these. there's another one! You're not leaving me, I'm kicking you out! That's what Marin was screaming at a blazing bonfire of her husband's golf clubs and clothes when Kara found her. Wayne threw her under the bus for another woman! <laughs> Practically a cliché for a 45-year-old woman to deal with. Kara's big sister jeans kick in, her own life has just hit a wall too. She and Marin need to get the hell out of Auburn and regroup and figure out what they're gonna do with the rest of their lives. So the sisters, you know, forty-five year old suburban white women, Kara and Marin. Kara Marin. Kara Marin, Kara, Marin, Kara, Marin. Karen, Karen, Karen. <coughs> anyway, um perfect time for a road trip. In just a couple days on the road though, Marin's acting weird. Kara's sensible, all business kids sister is now seeing Auras. Why is this happening to her? Kara's always been the one who got off a new agey Mumbo Jumbo. Blah blah blah. And then Kara sees Maren moving objects with her mind, and they're both freaking out. Something happened to us, Marin. Kara realizes that wasn't just a nightmare. Things go from weird to bizarre when they park at the campground. In this woody campground, they come across werewolves, vampires, and Fae. Oh my! <laughs> the vampire's an alcoholic. The werewolves are geriatric sex fiends. There's a twist. And the fairies are hardcore Navy SEAL tough. <laughs> Like hell. Like hot flashes and mood swings wasn't enough? Whoa! It's gonna take a miracle for them to get through this S-storm with their sanity intact. Or maybe... A dose of magic. Midlife magical mystery towards a rollicking adventure of two middle-aged sisters, blah blah blah. <laughs> oh gosh! Being a, another one. Being a 40-something newly divorced single mom comes with its challenges. Finding out I'm a witch is just another one of them. As a new, new practitioner of true craft, I've been told that every witch is called to a single element, and they're sent down one of two paths, the fade or the bright, blah, blah, blah. I need the help of a grouchy gnome, a cuddly imp, and a haughty druid. My new reality is nature's cruel midlife trick. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Is this like the women version of guys who read like the... but like the Tom Clancy, James Patterson, like... Uh, uh, Jack Ryan? Jack Ryan, Jack Reacher? I don't know. Like James Bond on steroids books where the hero is always this ex-navy seal... Going around busting up people. I don't know. <laughs> Magic after midlife by Deborah Wilde. This sounds promising. What's this about? Oh, I'm shocked. Miriam's hot flashes leave her shevincing, and 10 p.m. is the new midnight, but she still craves adventures, sexy times, and maybe a nap <laughs> in the world. It's, it's just the same thing as all the other ones, a magical midlife adventure. Maybe, I think I might've, I might've veered away from the mysteries and the to just plain old, uh, I don't even know what this is. <laughs> Other oh, reviews. An absolute delight. This book delves into many of Miri's insecurities. You know that inner voice that tells you that no matter what you're doing, it's not enough? Because even though Miri's embraced her magic, she's still left with the stigmas that go with her special brand of magic. Watching Miri continue to balance her relationship with her daughter and her ex-husband is both entertaining and poignant. For the first time, her daughter sees Mary's magic, and like any interaction with teenage girls, that puts their relationship on the path of Robert's landmines and danger. <laughs> like any interaction with... So you know, uh... It's uh, you know, it's tough being a parent you know it, you know it was you know it's Father's Day you know so like uh, I was uh, I was talking with my teenage daughter uh, Susie you know she was like ah oh, yeah you know I'm just feeling kind of insecure these days like uh, there's this boy in my class uh, I don't know if he likes me or not and I feel like maybe and you know, I'm like yeah you know all teenagers uh, they they kind of go through these awkward phases when they start getting into high school uh, by the way I'm a witch so you know there's that and uh, just like. You know, like it happens with every teenager, that just it kinda of put our relationship on the path proper landmines and danger. It just it just kinda of happens that way. Oh, filled with pop culture references that are guaranteed to be stuck in your head, a shade too far is filled with Deborah Wilde's signature, random facts, and keen insights, it's a true delight to read. And much like the hero, this series is getting better with it like a john green thing i threw in a bunch of random facts i just i hit the random article button on wikipedia and that was a footnote in my next book oh uh, let's see what this one is accidental magic a paranormal Mi- murderwood mysteries book one by iris Beaglehole. your name is not beagle hole come on uh, oh, but life's a struggle for Rosemary Thorne and her teen daughter Athena. But their regular troubles are turned upside down after Grandma Thorne's mysterious death. They return to Murderwood and the sprawling, dilapidated house. But there's more to it than meets the eye, and they soon find out in the whirlwind of the magic. Life would be bliss if Rosemary could only clear her name in a certain murder investigation, solve the mystery, and stay out of moral, mortal peril. It's a small town with endless secrets, strange activities in the house with a mind of its own if you love mystery witches, paranormal women's fiction with the midlife main character and a big dose of humor you're going to love murder with mysteries <laughs> you know i am a big fan of paranormal women's fiction with the midlife main character and a big dose of humor it's just so nice ah uh, i just i relate to it it's uh, number four whoa it's number four in women's personal spiritual growth, and number five in *Wickham Witchcraft*. This is a new release. It's uh oh well, it came out in February. <laughs> Southern Ghost Hunter* cozy mysteries. *Eerie Check-in*, *Mystic Inn Mystery* book two. <laughs> okay, so this is apparently a series where uh, this—it's uh, a haunted hotel, and the owner of the haunted hotel is solving the mysteries in this small town. <laughs> Uh, A witch can't run from her past forever, a lesson I learned the hard way. But now, I'm back home and things are going well, or they were for about five minutes. With the town-saving fall festival days away, the inn's renovation have fallen apart, running me ragging and right into a crime scene. A suspicious death has sent gossip flying faster than you can say bivety- babbity-boo threatening to put Silver Lake on the map for all the wrong reasons. It'll take all witches on deck to solve this crime and save Silver Lake before it's too late. It seems like it's not hard to be a best-selling author once you go into this, uh, this genre. It just seems like anyone and everyone's getting thousands of reviews. It's not hard. Spooky Business Jane Garbo Mysteries Jane Garbo returns home to Shimmerfield Only to discover chaos The haunted house is populated by real vampires, ghosts, and skeletons In other words, exactly how she left it Then did she really return the chaos? Or was it just normal? I don't... Maybe rewrite that one Uh, Jane Garbo tries to live a normal life, but given that she's a witch, that just isn't possible. These people just watched Halloween Town too many times as a kid. And I'm doing this crap in their adulthood, I don't know. Her family runs a world-famous haunted house in an old mansion in Maine. And when Jane runs out of options, she moves back home. Family didn't tell her there's some serious problems, and no one knows why. If Jane can't solve the mystery, more lives could be lost. Oy. Ah, what in the world? Pet Psychic Magical Mysteries, an anthology of fresh, funny, magic mysteries with a dash of romance. Pet Psychic Magical Mysteries Special Collections Book 1. It's quite a title. Um, Talking Animals, Quirky Cases, and Enchanting Town. Jolene Hartgrave here. I went from being a top dog lawyer to a hang dog pet psychic in the rough part of town all thanks to a pesky curse that gave me the gift of gabbing with animals it doesn't seem like much of a curse if you're making money off of it i don't and that's just me you know i'm not a i'm not a pet psychic so i can't speak to your experiences But my luck is finally looking up, I've teamed up with a haughty police officer and his snarky, overprotective German Shepherd to catch criminals. From a murdered fashion icon spinning a web of lies, to the killed curator of an occult museum. I'm doggedly helping the police bring the bad guys to justice. But there's a catch, I've got a huge secret of my own, one the police can never find out about. I would love it if it just turned out. Book seven. She's just she's the murderer. She was the murderer the whole time. She's just a, the 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 main character, the witch. She's just an insane serial killer who who thinks she's a witch. It's like, oh, okay, that makes sense. I we're we're, we're honestly not that. Sur- Listen here. This is this is me. I'm I'm the mayor of uh, of uh, Cackleberry Falls. You know the the townsfolk got together, asked me to come talk to you, uh, uh, Eunice McAllister. And it turns out all these mister, all, all these murders, I should say, all these murders started happening when you arrived in town. You'd be going around saying that you're a witch, and that you can talk to animals. We're starting to suspect you, and uh, frankly, I'm gonna have to ask you to leave Cackleberry Falls. I just really don't want this. Uh, the, the, the tourism's tanked ever since the murders started, Eunice. Just being honest, y- you bake really good scones. All right, they're delicious. I, I grant you that. But there's so many bodies. We only have so many haughty police officers to investigate. We ran out. We gotta send the dumpy ones out. Like Steve over there, he's like 80 pounds overweight. We gotta have him on the case now. Cause, ah, yeah. It's a whole big thing. Oh, what is this? The Witch of Mintwood Mysteries. <laughs> Come join the witch of Mintwood and her friends as they solve mysteries. Which way the mint? mint Mintood? That's oh, just a spelling error. Which way the Mintwood? House falling down? Check. Pet sitting job with annoying clients? Check. Ability to speak to ghosts, which has the unfortunate side effect of having to listen to what they say back. Double check. Hot high school crush still in town, being all successful and stuff while you protest, his building projects, all kinds of checks. I know every day I wake up in the morning, that's my to-do list. Uh, I actually never check off any of them. In the last three years, I have not been able to check off a single item on my to-do list. Because it's always house falling down, pet sitting jobs, speaking to ghosts, and my hot high school crush still being in town. None of those, cha- uh, anyway, maybe I should reorient my goals, all I'm saying. Uh, Lemmy and her friends are relaxing as much as anyone can in the falling-down farmhouse they call home when something shatters their world. A ghost? A troll? Pause. actually being quiet? No, it's their friend Liam, and he has big news. There's a town ribbon-cutting competition, and Fame and Glory are on the line. To make matters worse, Lemmy almost gets in an accident when a murdered ghost cuts across her path. Gosh, I hate it when that happens uh excited for an evening out of the babbling brook barn when they come across a dead body what's even stranger is there's no ghost so let me can't figure out who died or how what all oh, right she talks to ghosts okay uh well she's hot on the case she has other problems first there are a lot of strange women flooding men with are they all writing paranormal cozy mysteries that'd be, that'd be pretty strange strange behavior The next book in the series, Spooky Sparkle. (laughs) children. Uh, Aunt Audrey is the mildest tempered member of the Garbo family, but that changes when her idol, a paranormal cooking show maven called Mrs. Farmhaven, brings the program to Shimmerfield to film. Of course, not everything is going as planned. Crew member found dead. Blah, 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 blah. Uh Uh-oh. I got really excited when I saw a book titled "Lights Out," a Dear Abby cozy mystery. I was thinking this a uh, Dear Abby columnist, is she going around solving crimes? But no, it's apparently it's nothing to do with that. It's she, she's a newspaper reporter named Abby McGuire. Can't imagine she's not getting sued. Just saying. Oh, this is a uh, it's a, a historical cozy mystery. They all they all take place in the 20s. Uh, the the covers aren't bad. I'll, I'll give her that. The covers aren't bad. There's a, uh, I guess there's some kind of interview over on NPR, which uh, we have a, a close working relationship with. Uh, the Westbrook Brothers and NPR, we're bosom buddies. They endorse everything you'll ever hear on Westbrook. What's that? I just got a message. Uh, redact that. That is not. <laughs> the views of Westbrook in no way uh, reflect on the views of NPR. <clears throat> anyway. Uh, Danielle Kurtzleben speaks with writer Elise Burnside about her exploration of cozy mysteries. Uh, have you ever wanted to read a murder mystery without all the murder? A trend in literature might scratch that if that was the one thing that was really bugging me about the murder mysteries. People die, and I don't like reading about that. Elise Burnside is a writer who explored the genre in a piece for The Atlantic. Thank you for having me. Uh, You wrote in this article that you're a fan of true crime, which we all know can be dark, graphic, and disturbing. How did you discover the lighter shade of the mystery genre? I was on a road trip with my sister. We kind of had a lull in the conversation, so she put on one of her audiobooks. And she was listening to this book called The Triple Chocolate Cheesecake Murder by Joanne Fluke. And as we were listening to it together, I was picking up on the fact that it was a murder mystery, but it seemed very much focused on desserts. I felt really intrigued by this concept. <laughs> I felt really intrigued. Wait, wait a minute. This is a, this is a murder mystery, but it's actually about cake. Tell me more. Uh, I was really intrigued by it. It was, ver- it was very much like a lighthearted, a little bit rom-com, a little bit like Hallmark understanding of murder. That's exactly what it is. It's a murder mystery is told by the Hallmark Channel. It sounds a little bit like a Hallmark movie. I'm wondering, can you tell us more about what defines a cozy mystery? Yeah, so generally the protagonist is a woman in her late 20s, early 30s. Whoa, 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 look, hey. I've seen these titles, you're going to have to bump that up by a decade or two there. Uh, Kind of a brassy independent woman, but you know, very much dedicated to her community, her family, and just keeps finding herself at the center of all these murders that happen in her small town. Uh, it's completely sanitized of gore, so when the protagonist encounters, you know, a dead person, often it will just be written into the story very plainly, and then the chapter will end, and the next chapter will start with a very cozy image of a cake or freshly baked muffins, something to sort of mollify any potential upset that the murder itself caused. I'm starting to think you don't actually want to read about murder. I don't- what, what is she- why are you doing this? Ah, it's so weird. Do you think either the genre ever runs the risk of trivializing murder or softening it too much? Uh, I feel like that's exactly what you're doing actually. I had this idea that my thesis would be, we can't trivialize murder, you can't have murder without the gore, it's almost unethical. There's a lot of truth in that, but I started to think, does my ability to listen to gruesome things, watch gruesome things, really make me any more ethical? What? And I think the answer is no, but it's very natural to be attracted to things that we can't comprehend. So, violence, murder, all of these are huge realities that can be nearly impossible to lean into too much. Wait, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Violence and murder, all right, they can be nearly impossible to lean into too much. It's just a matter of wanting to control that fear. A cozy mystery reader might believe that they can become in control of the violence and fear around them by taking in these images in very small doses. Alright lady, next Christmas, while your family's sitting around the tree, opening presents, drinking hot cocoa, I'm gonna dump a corpse down the chimney. And, and, And according to your thesis, you are not prepared for this. This will not affect your Christmas in any way. You're gonna look over- Ah! Corpse over there. Yeah, that'll happen. Yeah, I guess I better solve this mystery, but uh gonna finish uh gonna finish blinking my egg now first. Happy holidays! I'm just saying, it's a little it's a little silly. It's a little it's a little silly in my personal opinion. Ah, home brew. Man. I'm kidding it's not bro Alicia got me. Can the thin man serve as a gateway to cozy mysteries? Hammett's classic screwball noir and the 1934 film adaptation might just convince noir fans to give Cozies a chance. When elegant Nora Charles, trailing her dog, Aster, trips and sends herself and her bundle of Christmas gifts sprawling to the floor in the perfect stroke of comedic timing, The Thin Man shifts from a hard-boiled movie to something a bit more fun. Murder is still at the heart of the story. Don't take good things and try to use them to excuse your stupid things. I, I'm sorry. I, I, that deeply annoys me. The Thin Man movies are absolute classics, I love them. Don't try to use those to shoehorn in your, your your garbage. Come on. Oh, apparently uh queer mysteries. There's a subgenre. I don't think I need to get into that for now. This is hey, it's Juneteenth, okay? Let's 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 respect that fact and not go dabbling in with the gays. They got the rest of June. We can pause Pride Month for one day, guys. Come on. Crime Reads apparently is a uh is a source of a lot of good think pieces on 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 the genre, you know. Uh Cozy is with animals solving crimes, when animals do the sleuthing by Deborah Blake. There are two different subgenres of cozy mysteries that I like the best. Anything to do with books, like those set in bookstores or libraries, immediately goes to the top of my to be checked out list. But most of all, I love cozies with animals in them. You're just, you're just checking off, like, the tacky list of, like, what are the most, like, the the, the ones you're describing always have the worst covers that, so, like, somebody who's just brand new to Photoshop or, like, painting, you know? Just terrible looking. Just terrible Anyway, I have cats, and they clearly influence my reading choices. In the end, they influence my writing choices as well, which is how the Cat Skills Pet Rescue series came to be, inspired by a local shelter where I worked. My protagonist... Whenever I'm stumped, you know, I'm trying to write a good story, I look over at, at, at my cat licking his butt and go, You know what? I'm putting you in a book, buddy. My protagonist gets a fluke lottery win and uses the money to buy a rundown animal shelter. <laughs> Seems like a poor investment. Uh, she finds a tiny black kitten and names her Queenie because she's the queen of everything. Why is you just? She's just describing her own series now. This is just an ad. Oh, okay. Now she's just listing the ones she likes the best. <sighs> yeah, the covers were always like they look like just bad puzzles that grandmas would do. There's the sip That uh, second chance cat mysteries by Sophie. I'm, I'm deep in the rum, you know, going down the list of cozy cat mysteries. Okay, I'm not the I'm not the most clear enunciator at the moment. Oh, man, <laughs> Uh curiosity thrilled the cat. First in the magical cats mystery series. Uh, Murder she barked. <laughs> They're part of the- part of the Paws and Claws mystery series. Uh, murder past due? (gasps) This is a cat in a library! A cat in the stacks mystery! Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy. A scone to die for? Uh, What- what is this? I just stumbled on a random news article. Um, but I'm not sure where this newspaper comes from, the Post Star. And it won't let me actually read the article. It wants me to uh, register for an account and pay a subscription fee, which practically ensures that no one is ever going to actually... Le- so it was bad enough, right? Newspapers were going out of business, you know, because you know, everything's going online. Ah, oh, well, we'll have, you know, online content and supported with ads. Now people read those to actually know. We're putting it all behind a paywall. Why is our business going so badly? Because nobody wants to pay a digital subscription service for the newspaper. Ugh, it's just... That's a separate rant for a separate time. But uh, as far as I can tell, that article was just... It was from some small town newspaper where a local woman... Made the town the setting of her cozy mystery, and we an interview with her. What is a cozy mystery? Well, it's like a hallmark movie, but with murder. That—that that was what I saw before the thing popped up. Oh, cozy novel. Q U O Z Y. <laughs> it's a cozy mystery with an L G B T Q plus cast of characters. Oh, the subgenres. The subgenres. There's so many. Here's an article from Arizonacentral.com uh, by Karina Bland. I love reading a good Bland article. You have to read Alex McClody's The Silent Patient, my friend Netta insisted. If you will love it, I promise I'd read it. My friend Penny recommended Noe Alavarez's Spirit Run, a 6,000 mile marathon through <laughs> North America's stolen land. I nodded and put that on my list too. It included other titles like caste system, the origins of our discontents, uh, where the wild ladies are, and so so the 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 setup here is her friends are recommending her all these like woke books about racism, and she's like, ha. Ah. I'm just too tired to read about uh, Native American stolen land, I'm going to go read my cozy mysteries instead. I can't imagine, look hey, when I want to relax, I, I just crack open the 6,000 mile marathon through North America's stolen land, and I just, there's something about the xenophobia and the white supremacy that really, hmm, just warms the inside of my heart. Anyway, uh, all I've been reading for months are English cozy mysteries. The sleuth's always an amateur, usually a woman, who unwittingly finds herself involved in a murder. In these books, it's Dorothy Martin, a 60-ish retired school teacher from Indiana living in England who has arthritic knees and wears outrageous hats. She's off the crimes that stumped the police, you know. The constabulary got nothing on Dorothy Martin, the arthritic English teacher. Dorothy is nosy, kind of like me, (laughs) and prone to snooping, but people comfortably confide in her. She picks up little clues the police miss. The murders occur at old cathedrals, London train stations, seaside Welsh towns, remote Scottish islands, places I dream of seeing. Oh, there was one uh, behind an Arby's by the dumpster, but... That was not, not not as cozy as I thought it would be. The, the murder never happens in, like, the alley behind the mall at 2 in the morning. Not cozy. I guess that's about it for that article. I, uh, I have found a very a very interesting uh, opinion piece. Uh, it's uh, very important, you know. It's very uh, well written from Gawker.com, you know. It's very scholarly. It's about uh, about how cozy mysteries. They're the single worst thing that could have happened to crime fiction, because even in the even the most middle of the road liberals are waking up to the fact that the police are not a benign institution. There could be no better moment for angry, paranoiac and oppositional crime fiction. Instead, we're offered a wave of novels which tell us that everything is fine. Hey, if you're uh, if you're uh, Aunt Agatha in in the mystery of the chocolate fudge cupcake murder isn't uh (laughs) saying defund the police you're living in a fantasy world wake up uh let's see here um this brand of humor the middle class tittering fondly at their own reflection is effectively our version of the josh whedon inflected soy face banter of the marvel films and it acts to the novel's detriment what That's weird. That's weird. You're going like, super, super woke, but also using words like soy face? Who are you? Who is this person? This is fascinating. Man. Man, this is such a- it's a long rant about like, class warfare. And you shouldn't be enjoying books about like, middle aged white women. That, we, what in the world am I looking at? It's it's, it's, it's it's dangerous that this is becoming a cultural phenomenon. This is so long. Holy cow. James Greig. Hey, James Greig, go outside. Go outside. Oh, well over, he's from Britain. Well over a decade in the conservative rule, Britain's an increasingly cruel and authoritarian place. Yeah, because of the, uh, so those conservatives, you know, that's becoming a uh, cr- go outside, James. <sniffs> go take a trolley down to the to the to the clock tower and uh, over by the the Thames and enjoy some tea and scones. And maybe don't think about this too much. It's not that big a deal. I don't I don't know I don't know how British people work. I've never been over there. I just drink their rum. That's German rum. Same thing, European. And They're all just this- not American. It's all the same to me. All right. Let's see here, Gigi Pendian, who wrote the book Under Lock and Skeleton Key, is the most like stereotypical looking upper class white woman. (laughs) It's just a picture, whoever, she looks like she belongs in a Eugene coffee shop. She kind of got crazy eyes. Is she white? If she's not white, she is the most pale looking not white person I've ever seen. Anyway, when I first started working on this book, I just finished a year of cancer treatments. Were you getting the cancer treatment, or was some, I don't understand. I made a promise to myself and my, ri- okay, I guess she was, alright, okay. Maybe it was the, maybe that's why she's pale. Uh, it was all that chemo or something, I don't know. Uh, I made a promise to myself and my writer's group that when I was done, I was going to create a retreat in Edinburgh, and for my 40th birthday, I started working on this book. Took five years to finish it. The secret, se- wow. <laughs> See, most of these people are banging these out once a week. Uh, the secret staircase business that the Raj family runs... Oh, it must be the book. Uh, let's see here. I also wanted to pay homage to the golden age of detective fiction. My dad's an immigrant from South India. Okay, I guess he's not white. Um, Southern California was diverse, but the fiction I was reading didn't reflect that. I wanted to pay homage to the detective fiction from a century ago. Southern California was diverse, but the fiction I was reading didn't reflect that. Maybe that's because back then... Southern California was not diverse and neither was most of the country actually I mean, like 90% white that might be the reason why and there wasn't a lot of uh, Raj Patels running around in uh, Philip Marlowe books I'm just you know just a theory I'm throwing that one out there uh, let's see here, in 2018, we formed Crime Writers of Color, it's a safe space for mystery writers from traditionally underrepresented backgrounds, I needed a safe space, hey, I, I was trying, alright, I was trying to write my mystery novel where, uh, uh, Jamal tries to solve crimes, and, and I was just, the, the KKK was showing up at my door, you know, they were, they were red, redlining me out of my neighborhood, they I just They just wouldn't let me write the book I needed a safe space to do this guys. Safe space Come on I think of writing myself Wait sorry I think of myself as writing Scooby-Doo for adults Creating something that's spooky enough for a cozy mystery Scooby-Doo for adults That's actually I think you've hit the nail on the head there I would have said like Nancy Drew But Scooby-Doo's good too Alright that's enough of that article related article how I'm decolonizing my sci-fi reading I remember when the queen sent, uh, sent the ships over full of men to, to to colonize the sci-fi genre Christopher Columbus planted his flag in the Star Trek inner, in, in the Star Trek franchise and said we're claiming this for the glory of the queen we're setting up our British colony here I gotta decolonize the genre now guys Let's see here, Murder She Wrote, the hot new literary trend. Oh, from McLean's. I didn't realize that magazine was uh, still being produced. I mean, it's probably a liberal rag now, like New Yorker or, I don't know, Saturday Evening Post has gone that route, but I think they only do like once a month now. So it's pretty irrelevant. A female sleuth a comfortable setting in a distinctive hobby, what's behind the explosion in the cozy mystery series by Peter Sean Taylor. got a male perspective here. Daniela Go- 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 Goose Juice? Juice? has killed Santa Claus, her city councilor and the local hairdresser. And she's hoping their crime spree is just getting started because she's writing as Danny Baker, the author of the lighthearted mystery series Hansel and Pretzel, set in a German style bakery in Kitchener, Ontario. <laughs> and featuring amateur sleuth and pastry chef Lynn Summer who tackles the local body count while searching for Mr. Wright and keeping the shelves stocked with tasty desserts. Ah, As such, she's among the legion of new arrivals to the already crowded but rapidly expanding universe of cozy mysteries. She's tried to differentiate herself from the rest of the cozy mystery pack by writing for readers in her native Germany. The Kitchener area has a strong connection to Germany through immigration and culture, which give her murder mysteries an exotic flavor for readers back home. Now she's planning to flog her German language mysteries to a Canadian audience in the translation, a literary version of carrying coals to Newcastle. What a bizarre, niche thing to do, but okay. The, the Cozy Mystery is increasingly popular, says Michael Bumstead, proprietor of the family-owned mystery bookstore Who It in Winnipeg. There's no shortage of people who want to read them in print and electronic formats while lamenting the generally parlous state of the bookstore industry. Cozy's have begun to colonize television. Hey! I'm trying to decolonize! Stop colonizing! Stop doing that! Never mind the fact that, uh... The uh, modern first world, if you know it today, would not exist had we not colonized places. That That's that's how that's actually kind of how humanity progressed, was colonizing. But you're a racist, we're racist. We live on racist lands made by racist people. And that's what Juneteenth taught me, kids. Bringing it all back around. Anyway, movie of the week style series including Murder, She Baked, The Flower Shot Mysteries, and The Garage Sale Mysteries have become staples on Canadian cable as well does Canada's take what makes a mystery cozy Nancy J. Cohen is the Florida-based author of Bad Hair Day featuring a crime-solving hairdresser plus the self-help book How to Write a Cozy Mystery <laughs> A Cozy is a murder mystery featuring a female sleuth in a distinct small-town setting with a hobby occupation and craft that relates to the heroine I, g- I guess it has to be female it's the law you can only write cozy mysteries about female sleuths what is a female? anyone who identifies as a female dang it there's no sex, violence, or bad language, the heroine is always likable. Amateur slew Jessica Fletcher of the series Murder She Wrote can be considered the patron saint of the art form, along with Agatha Christie's Miss Marple. But the genre genre has refined itself in recent years to an intensely personal art form. Relentless focus on the varied interests of its female readership is what provides the cozy mystery with broad and durable appeal. There are more cozy mystery series about more kinds of jobs and hobbies than any Anything I can offer you," says Bumstead. "Whatever your interest, is a cozy series to match. The sheer variety is stunning. Sorry, ah, I'm repeating. Numbing. Numbing. There are multiple cozy mystery series in debt." Gardeners, house painters, yoga instructors, librarians, dog walkers, beekeepers, interior designers, and retailers of all sorts. Food preparation is a rich subcategory with hundreds of series featuring sleuths who enjoy pickling, slow cooking, baking, candy making, wine, pet food, cheese, and so on. The gads. The astounding customization of cozies to cover all possible female hobbies and tastes stands in sharp contrast to male oriented popular fiction. Men tend to prefer the more hard boiled works from the pens of Lee Childs or James Patterson, which transport readers on adventures filled with international assassins, political intrigue, and remote posse. Nah, give me a private eye in the big city solving a murder. That's that's what. Just give me, give me, give me, uh, Ellery Queen. Give me. Uh, uh, the Perry Mason. Give me uh, Nero Wolfe. I'm I'm not a, I'm not a complicated man. If it was written before 1960, I'm there. That's all. That's all I ask. You know, that's 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 all I need. Cozies, on the other hand, strive to deliver an entirely recognizable, highly personalized, and utterly comfortable world with the merest dash of mayhem to unleaven the situation. Where Agatha Christie raised the puzzle to the center of her mysteries, sleuthing is generally secondary in a cozy. Of greater importance is what the sleuth does when she's not solving crimes. Of course. Oh, Murder, She Beds is an actual show. Alice Sweeney is... Oh, that's the uh, Hannah Swenson ones. The... the... Cherry <laughs> Cheesecake Murder, I think. Let's see here. Goose, who st- staked out the German language Canadian bakery corner of the cozy market, agrees familiarity is central to the cozy mystery success, but so is a temporary escape from the burdens of adulthood and the world at large. I've always been a mystery lover, she says, and when I was younger, it was all about gruesome serial killers. The bloodier the better. Then I had my daughter, and suddenly I didn't want to read about child snatchers and torture anymore. I want something more subtle. I still want to read about murder. All right. I still want a human life to be extinguished. I still want someone's family to be mourning the loss of of one of God's precious creatures. I want the I want the, the 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 flame of an actual human life to be snuffed out. I just don't want you know. I don't want to hear about the blood. That's all. That's all. That's all I ask. Ah. <laughs> uh has become a chance to enjoy the company of old friends With just a bit of murder on the side And that's the end of that article <laughs> Uh oh Somebody somebody got the rights to do uh, a Philip Marlowe book The Goodbye Coast A Philip Marlowe novel Oh he's update Uh oh <laughs> what does updating mean Updating Updating Philip Marlowe I want to know what that means Let's see here well, first of all, he's sticking him in the, uh, modern day. Uh, not first person anymore, he's third person. Um, is he gay? I don't... Well, if he's not gay, I don't want to see it. Read it. Whatever. I heard they were making the Philip Marlowe movie and that they were gonna put Liam Neeson in it, but then I didn't hear anything else about it, so... Maybe they made it and I just didn't even, uh, hear about it. Doesn't even say if he's gay! He needs to be gay. I have wonderful, amazing news for you all. Over on the Cozy Mystery Blog, full-figured... full-figured sleuths. Parentheses, plus-size sleuths. I got a comment from Susan. Dan, could we possibly have an entry on mysteries with real women among my recommendations would be Ann Purser, whose middle-aged wife and mother, Sooth, works as a house cleaner along with the G.A. McKenna Mysteries featuring blah 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 Reed is a plus-size Southern P.I. who likes to eat and says if anyone else doesn't like it, too bad Uh, Marcia Talley is another candidate, her hero is a married woman, post-mastectomy for breast cancer, and decided that a surgical replacement breast is not for her that's the hero I want (laughs) <laughs> uh and so uh, yeah, there's, there's a list of a full-figure plus-size plus size cozy mysteries. Uh, Melissa Bourbon, uh, Simon Brett and the Melita Marginer mysteries, uh, oh, 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 these are the authors, uh, The Feathery Mysteries, Heather's Walls, uh, Ellie Haskell Mysteries by Dorothy Connell. She's only plus-size in the first book. <laughs> uh uh, Inspector Singh Mysteries. Not a woman, but is plus-sized. Oh, the Hannah Swinson Mysteries. I've only read the first few books, so I don't know when Hannah gains the weight. Apparently, she does at some point. <laughs> so, I mean, every week she's solving a uh, cherry pie murder. It's surprising to me that she, uh, <coughs> gained that. Wait, um, let's see here. The Ruth Galloway Mysteries featured with a plus-sized star, but they're not really cozies. Oh, there's just lists of them. Bunch of them. Uh, Nero Wolf. A bit more traditional than cozy, but close enough. Uh, can you think of any cozy mystery authors who have full-figured sleuths? By full-figured, I mean plus-size. Post a comment. There's a big argument in the comments about whether or not Hannah Swenson is quote-unquote full-figured. Unfortunately, I can't find any other uh, think pieces on the lack of fat representation in the cozy mystery genre. I mean, you'd think all these... uh the 50-year-old post-menopausal witches out there. Maybe, maybe, like, they do the magic spells to keep the weight. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But, uh, guys, there's a lot of mysteries to solve out there. So, uh, if you can get your, uh, your old Aunt Agatha on the case, send her out. Make sure she, she, she still got her license to fly that broomstick. You know, her eyesight's not too good these days. <laughs> DMV, that's it. Well, you're out there putting people's lives in danger. But hey, there's a there's a murder to solve. I'm willing to take that risk. Alright, see you next Juneteenth, folks. See ya, see ya, see ya. Bye bye now. She's a doll, she's a queen, she's a tantalizing team. And Karen is her name. They call her Karen. At a party, she's a scomper and a rock and rolling nomper. Hear me, buddy's Glad she came. Hey, yeah, that's Karen! She sets her hair with great precision It's her favorite indoor sport And by the light of television She can even write a book report There is no one greater north or south of the equator Karen's always in a whirl She's alarming but disarming And a really very charming Modern girl